Now, it is that time, of course, on a Wednesday when I am joined with, let's be honest, one of my very favourite people in the world, Gary O'Hannon, celebrity super chef and lunchtime live food expert. Gary, you're very welcome. Hey, Kira, long time no I see. I know, I've missed you. Tell me this, what are we having for dinner? Yeah, so I'm actually going to go with an oat pancake, right? It's a bit of a breakfast slash, I know we tend to have wee things like this as well the odd times for the kids in the evening, so not everybody has a full-blown dinner. So although it's a bit of a breakfasty dish, it's an oat pancake with a maple, bourbon, blueberries and bananas or you can put in whatever fruit that you want and uh, this is something that I did for a, a, a batch of models not that long ago actually, it was a fashion oh, show yeah, and they wanted a lot of vegan breakfast ideas and things, so basically I just make a slightly thicker than normal porridge or like using pinhead oats or any, any type of oats, really. And uh, and I just tend to have it that bit thicker than normal. So someone's treating it like a polenta. If anybody's ever made a polenta cake, you make a slightly thicker... Show my, my absolute ignorance here. It's a bit like ready break, isn't it? Ah, yeah. Well, 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 well Ken, that's one way of shooting down my nice dish, care of it. yeah, that's grand. I'll go ahead with a ready yeah, break. Yeah, you see, I thought so, you were posh so you came into your, the studio. You, you make your thick ready break and then you put it into like a little Pyrex Sorry, dish Gary. or whatever. Let it cool down, which only takes about an hour. Um, I tend to make it like in the morning if I'm doing it that evening or do it the night before if I'm doing this for breakfast. Then you can cut it into whatever shape you want. Then you just take a tiny little bit of vegetable oil and then you pan fry it. Look, if you're not vegan, or whatever you can use a wee bit of butter at that point actually Ooh, would bring a wee bit more flavour to it but generally then you just pan fry it like a pancake and like for the maple bourbon sauce I just basically use plenty bourbon and maple and I, I would tend to have a wee batch of that that I'd make every now and again it keeps for like and a month or so booze. it's not like yeah. bourbon vanilla or whatever no no no, no bourbon booze yeah but I would have vanilla in there I'd have cinnamon in there I'd have a wee bit of orange peel in there as well and I, I would boil that down and reduce it down the maple the bourbon and all those wee bit of aromatics and strain it uh, I sometimes don't even strain it out what I do is I strain it before I use it you can actually leave it in the fridge uh, with all your wee bits and pieces in it and uh, if you just cut up a banana and a handful of blueberries and just pour over a, a couple of spoonfuls of your maple bourbon sauce and then mix that up and sit that over your pan fried oat cake it's really nice that sounds unreal. Uh, mm. I know we want to get to all the questions we have for you, but I do want to know, how do you cook calamari? Because I order it all the time in restaurants and I don't have a clue how to cook it. Yeah, well, calamari, look, I actually love it fried. I, I love it, obviously, soaked in, in coconut milk is what I have used to do. Coconut milk or just basically milk itself, uh, depending on what you're cooking. Soaking the milk, I, I 50% flour 50% polenta then a coarse polenta I love to toss it through that seasoned with some salt and flash f fry it um, another lovely way of eating it is a fry diavolo which is a really popular one back in the, the Boston days where you're cooking it uh, with a little bit of chilli some peppers onions and garlic and then you add in some peeled plum tomatoes that are really ripe whenever that stews down you'll, you'll add in your sliced calamari put it down into a wee simmer put the lid on and then serve that over pasta it's a really nice like, and then you can you can that adjust the divine. heat the heat of it but that's a really really nice way or just flash fried with cherry peppers and a balsamic mayo dip is beautiful loads of people getting involved someone says uh, Gary how do you cook a blue steak that's obviously the super rare steak for people uh, I'm a big fan of rare steak and I would like to try one is it actually cold in the middle no well the key thing with a blue steak is you, you I would always say steak has to come to room temperature 
before you cook it but a blue steak i would have out a minimum of an hour before i'm cooking it okay the other key thing is go to your butcher and get a thick steak you want it to be cut thick you're never going to get it blue if it's like a lot of the store ones that are really really thin go to a butcher get a nice thick piece room temperature minimum of one hour the yee joe's listening might be like squirming <laughs> at that don't mind them at least an hour your pan has to be absolutely white hot almost white heat like smoking. so a, a dry pan that's on uh, it's, it's smoking but then it goes beyond smoke that it almost you nearly if you look at a cast iron pan you nearly go white a, a dry pan oh yeah well a dry pan whenever you're heating it's simply because you can't have oil on it at that point and then what I would do is I, I, I like to season it then with rock salt Br- rub it first with a tiny wee bit of oil just put the oil on the actual steak and not on the pan and then put it on the pan and you're basically just black almost black and blue like where you're blackening it and then you're turning around every and while it's on the pan have your plate in an oven the other thing about a blue steak is you must serve it on a really 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 hot plate because it should be room temperature almost to the core so it won't be cold but then if your plate that you serve it on is absolutely scorched and hot at least then whenever you're cutting into it even if you roll the meat slightly it'll it'll take so a wee a warm it'll take a wee center. bit of heat off that plate and it'll it'll warm the center is another wee tip someone says Kira, there's a bake sale on in my daughter's school next week. I'm the mum who never makes it to the parents' things because I work. I swore this year would be different. Please tell me Gary has a simple recipe for something I can bake that would taste good and isn't complicated. I, I could have sent that text. Well, look, if you're too lazy to go, just go and buy a cake. You know what I mean? Because that's what most mammies do that have brains. I mean, just buy a wee sneaky cake, rip off the, the, the ripping. But listen, I do a that brownie, and then I throw icing sugar on do top you? of it. Yeah, I actually was out of Tato <laughs> last week. My brother's a financial controller for Tato. So I got uh, I got the judge a wee bake sale out of Tato last week. It was very funny. But I couldn't get over some of the standard of cakes. It was unbelievable. Is there a bog standard easy cake? Though? Like, is it a Victoria sponge or a chocolate sponge or something? Probably, like, recipes wise right with cakes they need to be spot on so I could spout mm. out the ingredients the flour the sugar they're nearly all the Genoese are all the same right that's why I find it jump hard jump online Jimmy Oliver's site is brilliant because the cakes work a red velvet cake is a really really nice one to work and if you haven't it's it's quite intricate but if you can read you can make a cake from, from any recipe. My because used to say that if you can read, you can cook. Well, once the recipe is right, and I will say this about Jamie Oliver's site, is the recipes work. They all work. They're not all his recipes, but whatever's on there works. Red velvet is the way to go, or a chocolate brownie. Can't go wrong. Fair play. Someone says, every time I prepare fish in the oven, it's too dry. Any advice, Gary? Yeah, well, look, generally very very little fat in fish anyway so unless you've got a nice wee buttery herb crumb on it or this that the other a nice sauce timing is everything like it, you basically if your fish is dry it's just simply it's in there too long have your oven preheated best way to do it is always to pan fry in, in a pan and a tiny wee bit of oil but again if you like it that wee bit healthier you're just cooking it too long it's very very simple so I mean if it's dry what you got to do is start taking it out would you wrap it in tinfoil well that? that's one way like you, you could wrap it in tinfoil so I don't really like to wrap it in tinfoil um, on, on papillot is, is a terminology given for wrapping it in uh, greaseproof paper where you can just basically butter there's a wee fancy way of folding it but if you basically just have it lined with butter brushed with butter and folded over that you create an air pocket have a wee bit of veggies in there as well but have courgette and maybe a piece of carrot there's a nice wee bit of water in courgettes or some squash and that releases when it's cooking as well so although you're, you're cooking your fish you're also cooking the veg but you're going to get a wee bit of moisture coming up off the courgette and that's that's a nice wee way of doing so, it someone wants to know who is <laughs> your favourite celebrity on the restaurant I should point out 
you were in the room with one of the former <laughs> restaurant it, it, participants. It, well, it definitely wasn't you because like, <gasps> you're you're just too opinionated the and nobody you didn't you. want to take any. I'm only messing. <laughs> well, I loved you, obviously. That goes without saying. You were good crack. I have to say, my first one is still one of my favourites because he was so good to me for many, many years after and that was George Hook. I had George Hook and Tom McGurk um, and George has always been lovely to me. He said something to me and I'd done him a few favours in the lead up to it and and he and that meant a lot to him and then he said something about my Donegal slash Boston slash Irish accent or how I pronounce words and he said something about I's T's and H's which meant nothing to me but he said he goes I think you'd sound good on radio and then he gave me he gave me a bit of a shot at radio and I've been doing a lot of it since but he was so he, interesting he put both of us in the studio he did, in that yeah, case. yeah he had so many stories and he, he I just I just loved every minute in his, in his company I have to say that day and I'll never forget it the day of day he was lovely ah, yeah I like it uh, I'll even take it that it wasn't me but I like it thank you listen we'll talk to you next week that is Gary O'Hanlon super chef and just all round winner even though clearly he's just disrespected me massively I'm afraid we are out of time though Sean Moncrief's up next stay tuned for him my thanks as ever to Michael Culligan on sound to Claire Darmody to Emma Cawley and to Ross Lee on the team we will be back at lunchtime live at 12 o'clock tomorrow but for me Kira, have a great day thank you for listening thank you for talking